0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome back. This is Food for Thought, Thoughts If It Were You by Neogentrix. Now, with the new semester having started, and we're now in the fall, we've finally reached the month of September. Now, a lot of things have been going on, a lot of stuff is happening between strange weather phenomena, different things happening in the government, and such. But, one thing that has yet to actually improve. Is people's communications now we finished covering assertiveness and how to be assertive in the right way and there's a lot of different communication skills out there and things that people should know but don't know and then there's a lot of people who don't know how to communicate properly or use barriers to reflect their inability to communicate so one of the things that I'm going to definitely cover today uh, which is basically today's topic is the barriers to effective communication. I want to show you what it is that people do in absence of being able to communicate as substitution. Okay. It's not exactly a bad thing, but it's not exactly a good thing either. Okay. There are many reasons, uh, why interpersonal communication fails. Okay. And like I said before, in many communications, The message, uh, basically what is being said, may not even be received exactly the way the sender intended. I mean, it is therefore important um, that the communicator seeks feedback to check their message is basically understood correctly. Uh, But without the skills of active listening, clarification, and reflection, um, which may help the skilled communicator also needs to be aware of the barriers that affect communication and how to avoid and overcome them. Okay, and this doesn't just go for like the weak, peop- the weak-minded people who can barely speak. This applies to pretty much everybody. Uh, there are many barriers to communication, and these are- may occur at any stage in the communication process. Uh, the barriers may lead to your message becoming distorted and you therefore risk wasting both time and money by causing confusion and misunderstanding unintentionally. Effective communication involves overcoming these barriers and conveying a clear, concise message. Now, let's talk about some of the common barriers to effective communication, all right? First things first, the use of jargon, overcomplicated, unfamiliar, and or technical terms. This is why when I give a big word I try my best to give you the definition as well. Um, To avoid uh, confusion and unsincerity like people thinking that you're making fun of them when you're talking to them just because you use the word that they don't know. Next would be the emotional barriers and taboos. Some people may find it difficult to express their emotions and some topics. Uh, may be completely off limits or taboo. Taboo or difficult topics may include, but not limited to, politics, definitely religion, Uh, disabilities such as mental and physical, sexuality, uh, sex is definitely one, Um, I don't think it is anymore nowadays, but it still is one, Uh, racism, and any opinion that may basically seem as unpopular. Keeping that in mind, uh, lack of attention, in, uh, interest, distractions, or irrelevance to the receiver can cause different uh, can cause issues uh, with communication. And with being able to to be able to com- communicate properly without these barriers, there's also the flip side to that of the barriers of being an effective listener. Uh, you can communicate fine, but then be a terrible listener. Okay. We'll take a short break and we'll be right back. We're going to continue with the rest of these barriers, uh, common barriers, and the next one would be differences in perception and viewpoint. Okay. Uh, following that, like I mentioned earlier, physical disabilities such as hearing problems or speech difficulties, um, not being able to notice these and do something about it to make it easier on the receiver uh, and yourself can cause problems. Physical barriers to nonverbal communication are not as common as they used to be, but they are still very, very common. Um, like not being able to see the verbal, nonverbal cues, uh, gestures, postures, general body language can make communication less effective. Uh, phone calls, text messages, and other communication methods that rely on technology are often less effective than face-to-face communication. I'm gonna be honest with you. While I can't myself. Um, read a lot of nonverbal cues. I would rather speak face to face than over a text message or a phone call um, simply because I can see the person's reaction to what I'm saying and see if what I'm saying is actually irritating them. okay Phone calls is okay. You can still hear the inclination in their voice, whether good or bad. Uh, but a physical conversation is actually more effective language, differences, and the difficulty in understanding unfamiliar accents can also cause problems as well. By the way, um, so keep this in mind. With that being said, uh, expectations and prejudices, which may lead to false assumptions or stereotyping, uh, may lead to some issues. People often hear uh, what they expect to hear, rather rather than what they um, what is actually said. And then jump to the most incorrect or absurd conclusions, and this happens a lot. One of the uh, main issues and common barriers of, of uh, miscommunication would be cultural differences. The norms of social interaction vary greatly in different cultures, as do the way, uh, as do the way in which emotions are expressed. Uh, for example. The concept of personal space varies between cultures and between social settings, okay? A skilled communicator must be aware of these barriers and try to reduce their impact by continually checking understanding and by offering appropriate feedback, okay? Next would be a categorization of barriers to communication, okay? First things first, language uh, barriers. Language and uh, linguistic abilities may act as a barrier to communication, okay? Um, Even when communicating in the same language, the terminology used in a message may act as a barrier if it's not fully understood by the receiver. uh, For example, a message that includes a lot of specialist jargon and abbreviations will not be understood by a receiver who is not familiar with that said terminology. Uh, Regional um, colloquisms and expressions, things of that nature, they may be misinterpreted or even considered offensive in uh, in different um, languages. just like you may mean one thing and say it, but then that word has a completely different meaning in a different um, region. And the next thing to keep in mind are psychological barriers. The psychological state of communicators will influence how the message is sent, received, and perceived. Uh, A good example would be, let me see here, if someone is stressed, they may be preoccupied by personal concerns and not as receptive to the message as if they were, you know, not stressed. Uh, If you have a problem with stress, check out my um, podcast on being stressed and stress management because being stressed all the time is not healthy. Uh, Another thing would be anger. Uh, it's another example of, of a psychological barrier to communication. Uh, when we are angry, it is easy to say things that we may or may not regret later. Also, to misinterpret what others are saying as them saying something else. And with that one, a more general one that people have that can cause um, misunderstandings as far as barriers are concerned would be considered lowest self-esteem. Um, a person with low self-esteem may be less assertive and therefore may not feel comfortable communicating. They may feel shy or embarrassed about saying how they really feel or read unintended negative subtext and messages that they hear instead of focusing on the positive. Okay. Another one to keep in mind would be physiological barriers, okay? Physiological barriers to communication may result from the receiver's physical state. Uh, For example, a receiver with reduced hearing may not fully grasp the content of a spoken conversation, especially if there is a significant background noise. You know, like people yelling, causing, uh, causing an uproar, or... TV being on. Uh, Next would be physical barriers. An example of a physical barrier to communication is geographic distance between the sender and the receiver. Uh, Communication is generally easier over shorter distances. As more communication channels are available and less technology is required, the ideal conversation uh, and communication is still face to face even today. Um, Although modern technology often helps to reduce the impact of physical barriers, the advantages and disadvantages of each communication channel should be understood so that an appropriate channel can be used to overcome the physical barriers. Actually, with that being said, that brings me to the next one, uh, systematic barriers. Uh, Systematic barriers to communication may exist in structures and organizations Uh, where there are uh, inefficient or inappropriate information systems and communication channels, or where there is a lack of understanding of the roles and responsibilities for communication. In such an organization, people may be even unclear of their roles in the communication process and therefore not know what is expected of them. This can cause problems within the workplace and even confuse people who do really well at their job but then nobody ever knows they did it because again no one knows how to communicate or who to talk to. <sighs> and then last but not least attitudinal burial barriers uh, They are behaviors uh, huh, let me rephrase that they are behaviors or perceptions that prevent people from communicating effectively. Um, attitudinal barriers to communication may result from person personality conflicts. Poor management, resistance to change. That sounds like a lot of barriers, actually. Um, A lot of different regions here in America. Or just a straight up lack of motivation. Uh, To be an effective receiver of messages, you should attempt to overcome your own attitudinal barriers to help ensure more effective communication. Um, How do I put this? To improve your overall communication skills, you need to be aware of and attempt to minimize any barriers to communication that are present. Um, by developing your emotional intelligence also, you will become more aware of how to communicate with others um, in the most appropriate and effective ways. Okay, uh, There are many, many different ways to do this, like I mentioned before. There are many ways to communicate. Um, One of which is giving and receiving feedback, Uh, also being able to listen to what is being told, okay? Now I've gone over the barriers of communication. Next time I'm going to cover barriers to effective listening and then we're also going to cover giving and receiving feedback since a lot of people don't know how to give and uh, receive feedback in the proper way, alright? Again, thank you guys for listening. I know it's been a while since I've given a podcast out. Uh, My name is NeoGentrix. Again, this is Food for Thought. Thoughts if it were you. Uh, Feel free to subscribe to any one of the stations on the uh, anchor.fm Neogentrix website. And hit me up if you have any questions, concerns, or even topics that you would love me to cover. And enjoy the rest of your day, okay?